Today is Tuesday, August 1st, and you're listening to the morning announcements presented by Batches Media. My name is Amanda Duberman, filling in today for Sammy Sage. Morning Announcements is your daily five-minute breakdown of the headlines that isn't afraid to take a side and roast the most consequential reality show there is, our government. This episode is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash morning. We'll start today with a quick update in the Trump indictment cinematic universe. Mar-a-Lago property manager Carlos de Oliveira appeared at a Miami courthouse on Monday morning for an expected arraignment. However, the Trump employee accused in an indictment last week of obstructing justice by deleting security footage did not ultimately offer a plea. That's because he didn't have a lawyer who was authorized to practice in Florida. De Oliveira was released on a $100,000 personal shorty bond and an arraignment has been scheduled for August 10th. As a reminder, De Oliveira has been charged with four crimes, which include the making false statements, destroying or manipulating evidence of a crime, and conspiring to obstruct justice. Donald Trump is still expected to be indicted on charges related to January 6th any day now, so remember that even if you're having a bad day, it could take a turn for the better at any moment. How are anti-abortion groups rewarding Florida Governor Ron DeSantis for implementing an extreme six-week abortion ban? by pledging to withhold their support unless he vows to force one on the rest of the country. Ron DeSantis, who regrettably is running for president, recently appeared on Megyn Kelly's YouTube show, where he suggested that the best path to outlaw abortion in America is to pursue state-level policies that snuff the procedure out of existence. He didn't outright reject pursuing a national abortion ban as president, but he emphasized that he is running to be a, quote, pro-life president and wants to focus his campaign on, quote, things I know I can accomplish. He added that the anti-abortion rights movement has found success from the bottom up and at the state level. The anti-abortion group Susan B. Anthony Pro-Life America released a statement saying that this stance is unacceptable. Well, we agree there. And that the American people deserve a president who will boldly advocate for a ban on abortion at 15 weeks. The group's leaders have also publicly pressured Donald Trump, though they ultimately met with the Republican frontrunner for a discussion they called terrific. Quick note to whatever God may be listening and interested in condemning me to eternal personal hell. It's it's a terrific conversation between Donald Trump and Force Birthers. That's my bad place. The company that Elon Musk owns, formerly known as Twitter, is threatening to sue an organization that tracks hate speech on the platform. The nonprofit organization, the Center for Countering Digital Hate, said it received a letter from the social media company's lawyers that alleged it made misleading claims. Specifically, Twitter disputes a report stating the platform allowed hate speech to basically run rampant among paid subscribers to Twitter's blue feature, aka paid verification. According to the report, 99% of hate speech was allowed to go through for these users. The implication here is that these users could essentially pay eight bucks a month to spew hate speech with a blue check next to their names. Twitter lawyers say that the organization published the report with the intention to, quote, harm Twitter's business by driving advertisers away from the platform with incendiary claims. Right. It's the anti-hate speech group generating incendiary content on Twitter, not the company's literal CEO suggesting Bronnie James had a heart attack from being vaccinated and that cisgender is a slur. The Center for Countering Digital Hate's lawyers responded with their own strongly worded letter warning against, quote, any further attempts to threaten or intimidate our clients. So free speech is good unless it's used to highlight hate speech. I think I got it. 
Anyway, what do you think is on Elon Musk's to-do list after threaten an anti-hate speech group? Intimidate an animal rescue or browbeat a Girl Scout troop? I'm torn. A concert goer in Las Vegas has filed a police report against Cardi B alleging battery after the performer threw her microphone at the woman. Cardi B launched the mic into the audience after the fan hurled a drink at the performer. I can pretty specifically recall what Cardi B demands a bucket and a mop for, and it, it wasn't that. No arrests or citations have been issued. The incident in Las Vegas follows a string of strange and dangerous items thrown from crowds directly at performers. Cardi B tweeted a video of the incident with the text Jealous Ass Bitch and a link to her new single, Jealous. Finally today, we'll revisit something weird Trump did on some random day in January 2021. And don't worry, it's not that one. In the late days of his presidency, Donald Trump decided that the newly created Space Force Command should be relocated from Colorado to Alabama. The two states were both finalists on a list of five places to permanently host the command, and Trump's decision to move forward with Alabama was considered a political move at the time. The command had already been set up and temporarily based in Colorado Springs, with relocation to Huntsville, Alabama expected eventually. Fast forward to 2023, and after consulting with the head of Space Command, President Biden has decided to halt the relocation and keep the base permanently in Colorado. The relocation would be time-consuming, expensive, and compromise military readiness, according to the head of Space Command, even as the Air Force chief leaned towards moving the command to Alabama. The decision to keep the base in Colorado, though, also has implications for women who serve. Were the command to relocate to Alabama, service members would have to access abortion care out of state, and Senator Tommy Tuberville from Alabama is currently blocking the approval of key military figures until the government abandons a policy of reimbursing service members for traveling to access much-needed reproductive care. Ah, the United States of America, where in some states a woman can travel deep into the galaxy with less red tape than ending an unplanned pregnancy. Thank you for listening to the morning announcements brought to you by Betches Media. Until tomorrow, I'm Amanda Duberman, and now you know what the fuck is going on. Betches.